Master Skywalker, there are too many. Swear words. What are we going to do? <laughs> Terrific. This show contains some adult language and may not be suitable for younglings. Hello there. He's no good to me dead. We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello. And thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy, you know, pretty far, far away. <laughs> My name's Pat, but uh, don't you dare call me Padawan Collins. And hello there. It is the mayor of Alderaan, Andy Hanlon. And I'm Ryan. Oops, I sit my pants. Sherman Hess. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go a Britney Spears direction with that. Oops, I sifted again. Well, now I can't. That should have that should have just been a note. I'm sorry. I'm that should have been a note, and I could have done it next time. It's fine. It's fine. Sorry, I was just too. You can excited. have the. You, you can take the joke. Damn, damn it! I'm sorry. Uh, hey guys, uh, how how are you guys been? It's been uh, a couple of weeks without new Star Wars content. You get kind of spoiled, don't you? Right? You get kind of spoiled. You get like every Wednesday, you got something to look forward to, and you know that something's coming the next Wednesday, even though it was just what six weeks of that. Boy, yeah. boy, howdy, did I get spoiled and just expecting that this would live on forever. And nope, nope, nope. Much like a high school relationship, it certainly did not meet that expectation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm now feeling that soul crushing similar feeling as I did back then when that relationship or relationships ended. <laughs> yeah, I feel this is similar to an addiction. We, we we build it up, we get really excited, and then we watch it once a week, and then when it's gone, we feel like shit. You feel hollow, and you try to replace it with a new high. And then and cocaine won't do it anymore, so then you reach for something else. <laughs> then you start, yeah. the next thing you know, you're choking yourself in a bathroom closet, jerking off, and then crying afterwards, wondering what is wrong, and where your Kenobi went. Don't act like it's I wasn't watching <laughs> That got very dark. <laughs> very specific. Uh, in the in the you know chain of drugs what would what would star wars be what what would be the gateway drug of star wars and then what would it progress to like if you go from like just smoking a bit of weed to doing mainlining like heroin what would that be good question i think you know what would be the dark corner of like is it like weird gross fan erotic fiction well, is that like is that like the dark web like, Andy, i don't know you're the addictions counselor you tell us <laughs> <laughs> what would what? It, sorry are you asking what other star wars content would be a gateway or what in general would be a gateway well you know like they used to say like oh when you do marijuana and then it goes to cocaine and it just you know progressively gets harder and harder drugs mm-hmm. but like if you, if you were to equate that to like star wars so if like if Star Wars hope, is like the heroine, if Star Wars if, is if a new hope, if if like this movie, if Star Wars the original trilogy is like mar- mild marijuana, what's the next stage of that addiction? If you're trying to fill it, is it the shows? Is it what is it? Mm-hmm. Chasing like that every, dragon, it's like everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess so. Okay, maybe we'll have to talk to Hanlon about how to get off of this <laughs> steps to take in order to cure ourselves from it. But the way I, I would put it was, uh, I can't I, tell you to get off of it when I'm addicted myself. <laughs> You're a pot calling the true. kettle specifically to Kenobi. Kenobi is my my man crush. I think mm-hmm. Kenobi would be like like a ketamine kind of thing. Once you think you're finally kicked it and then you rebound off of, and then it's just like, whoa, I'm back in the scene, baby. Uh, I, I like how you said like, like the original trilogy is the, the, the gateway you're in at yeah. this point. You're just like, Oh, okay. Smooth. Ooh. I like the way that feels. Hmm. Let's get more of that. And then it's like, it's like in walk hard, right? You know, remember walk hard. Like, <laughs> you don't want any part of this, do we? Like what would each stage of star Wars be? The, the prequels would be like uh, I don't know what the prequels would be. I, I've n- I've never gone skiing on the booger sugar, but uh, would that be like a cocaine I, I like, hit? Would that be like like it's I think fast, so. it's, it's energetic, it's, all about, it's business. Yeah, it's all ex- <laughs> it's excess, like it's just CGI overload. They had so much money to make it. Yeah, that is that is like coke. That is like a cocaine hit. You're, you're you're dilated. You're just like whoa! This is so much fucking coming at me at once. I've never done cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. No. There, there were deaths. Uh, Obi Wan gets offered a death stick. In, he does. Uh, he does by Mouse from the yeah. Matrix. That's Ooh. right. That is Mouse. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Tastes like cream of wheat. Obi Wan's like. <laughs> I feel like Obi Wan Kenobi is like a good scotch. Goes down smooth, but but is a, the, yeah. a good scotch is like that's like a nice, relaxing, satisfying. I I would equate a good scotch to being Rogue One. It's you know what's coming, you know what you're getting into, you know you're not going to necessarily be running around with your pants off at the end of it. You just you know what's going to hit you, but like smooth finish, and then once you drink it all, you get that little buzz, which is right when mm. the buzz of fucking Vader's lightsaber just ignites in that hallway, and you're just like, ooh, I'm riding this this nice feeling I have right now, nice taste in my mouth, good finish, and oh, I got a feeling that I like feeling. I would see I'd see like Rogue One is like like a like a good scotch, but not too expensive. Like it's just like nice, gets the job done. But then Mando, season one of Mando oh, would be like that that gem of a scotch that you couldn't find and you finally got it and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah. This is so good. And then it's like before you know it, it's gone. But you feel all cozy and warm. Or like a really good bottle of wine or something. Especially after the Jose Cuervo, Cuervo that the uh, sequels were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I never want to look at alcohol again. No, no, no. Trust me. Just try this. Try this Mandalorian scotch. Here, just try Try. Test me. No, I won't touch it. Oh. I've, I've been hurt before. Oh, that's, that's, that's nice. Smooth. And then, ooh, satisfying. I like that. I, but yeah, I wonder. The, the, the sequels are just like getting hammered off like. Bush light. Oh yeah, <laughs> you just can't help but drink it. But it doesn't. It tastes <laughs> yeah. like shit. You don't really want to, but you're just so like you just need a drink so bad. You if just... the sequel trilogy was like a night of drinking, it's like the first drink that tastes all right. As you start to get a buzz, and everything just tastes really good, and then it just gets progressively worse. <laughs> and then Rise of Skywalker is the hangover, <laughs> and then you throw up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's... Uh, Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> <laughs> so did that, so did that Chinese food from 2 a.m. And then oh. you get Palpatine at the end of it. My, my look what you have made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the oh. sequel, I, uh, 
I feel like progress is being made with the sequels. I'm not there yet. I'm playing devil's advocate here. No. Uh, progress is being made. So I guess in this new book, uh, Shadows of the Sith, I think it's called, it explains some relevance to this dagger. And I'm, I'm going to report on this soon. I'm going to read. I think that's my next read. I'm going to skip over Brotherhood because I got like a good swallow of that good good from uh, from Kenobi. So I'll, 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 I'll let that simmer, this Brotherhood novel. And I'm going to go right into this. So this takes place 10 years before uh, the se- uh, sequel trilogy begins, I believe. And it's predominantly around Luke and Lando. And I think they go on like this, this hunt for for some like Jedi artifacts and relics as Luke is like in the midst of... Oh, Lando references that in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, in, right? Uh, like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it delves into that a little bit more. It gives some context and some relevance, which which ultimately is what led to the redemption of the prequel trilogy in the first place with the introduction of the Clone Wars. It gives a lot of that context. You see a lot more of that camaraderie between Anakin and Obi-Wan and a lot of their adventures, and you, you, you just fall in love with this shit along the way, and you for, kind of forget about those bad feelings, and then all of a sudden you revisit those prequel movies, and it's like, oh, shoot, okay, I have relevance and context. I know what it's building up to because I enjoyed this other product so much that, like, all those sins are forgiven. So I'm hoping that happens with the sequel trilogy. I really do. I'm rooting for it. It's like Star Wars is, like you say, whether it's shitty beer or not, you just want to drink it. And so it's like, I want it to be good. I want my palate to be appreciative of this this thing. So I think when it comes to the sequels, is that there were individually some good moments in them. Like, I think we've talked, we've done our reviews before. Like, I enjoyed... I enjoyed a force, the force awakens, whether or not it was very much like a new hope. I enjoy the force awakens. I thought it was like a good start um, to kind of bring back some old characters, re restart the thing. Last Jedi wasn't like, it was bad what Ryan Johnson did, but like there were in again, individually some moments that I liked in it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was original. Give it that. I feel like over time I respect some of his choices more now after seeing what they did with the rise of skywalker you know just like the idea of ray not being connected to anyone is actually more interesting than her being a palpatine clone baby totally she needs to be she needs to be a kenobi which i i i keep saying will come eventually one day she'll be both they'll they'll do it someday but in terms of like having the sequels like be good i don't know if the movies if I'll ever look back at the sequels as a trilogy and be like, oh, that was good. But I think with whether it be some of the novels or again, maybe down the road, bringing some characters back to do like spinoff series or cameos in other Star Wars projects, you could sort of expand their story. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac, I think they deserve better than what the movies suggest oh 100 they got it's kind of like what mcgregor and hayden christensen went through with the with the mm-hmm. prequels totally mm-hmm. yeah I, although I, hayden didn't like again great physical actor he didn't necessarily do the best like acting per se in it but there were definitely moments where he did act it very well he looked the part um mm-hmm. and you know years down the road he gets to come back and be good yeah it'd be nice to see like a sequels redemption tv show like that and maybe disney will test the waters with that before giving them a movie um uh, but yeah it's it's just like a time will tell kind of thing who knows but uh 
Yeah, because like, wouldn't you want to see, depending on what happens with like Grogu or Cal Kestis in the games, or eventually his own spinoff series? Like, wouldn't it be kind of neat, like years down the line, like to kind of see like Ray meet up with like older Grogu, some, like older Grogu, a more grizzled yeah. Cal Kestis, <laughs> a more grizzled Cal Kestis. <laughs> And essentially, like, I want to see a movie about them rebuilding the Order. That'd be cool. Where Kestis would take, like, an Obi-Wan kind of mentor kind of figurehead. Uh, <sighs> but, but not, like, uh, I guess it'd be... Well, I, I guess that is kind of, like, the hero's journey. You know, you find an old mentor. They did it with Rebels, you know, with mm-hmm. Kanan going with Ezra. Um, is Just finding someone like that. And, you know, Ray has certainly proved herself i guess you could say in her jedi abilities despite her burying the lightsabers in sand and giving up on shit so maybe she's going to be mm-hmm. the grizzled old mentor who knows but mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah well, seeing the, something where they're rebuilding the jedi order would would be nice i guess the tricky part is basically the way they ended the sequel trilogy is the exact same way they ended the original trilogy like luke going off to start his own jedi order is exactly what ray's you know what i mean like yeah. They killed the Palpatine again. It's just, it's so repetitive. You could literally just like, whatever they do with the trilogy but, after the sequel trilogy, you don't even have to watch the get. sequel trilogy. That's what I don't get. Like, I, I just feel like when you think of like Luke going off to rebuild the order, like I still to this day wish he actually would have started rebuilding the order. <laughs> well, he yeah. did. We just didn't get to see it. That's the problem. Yeah, the, the, problem. the problem is yeah. they decided to do the sequel trilogy too late. But then we we wanted the original cast in it, but they were too old. So you basically had to whole skip a whole trilogy of movies and start off. And so I kind of get why they did it the way they did it. But at the same time, it's like either they should have done a sequel trilogy in the 80s and 90s or this new sequel trilogy should have been something totally different. It, sh- you know it should I mean? have like been. Just, it should have been episodes 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Is what the sequel trilogy right now should have been. And then yeah. go back and d- just do like a weird leapfrog kind of back and forth, back and forth of the trilogy. Kind of take that same, if you want to, if you really want to adapt the same model as a new hope force awakens, then why not just mm-hmm. fucking go deep in the paint and say, all right, then fuck it. We're doing 10, 11, 12. You guys want yeah. you guys want like a similar kind of shit, and then give us some time to get our shit together and get this new, you know, new trilogy in yep. order. The new trilogy that you guys want, but like, how do you know that? Really, you can't foresee. But I still no. think they could have done. I don't know. Even with like the era in which they did it, I still would have rather like them see like, I don't know. I think with some other Jedi. There was yeah. no Who, satisfaction like, of progress from the no. original trilogy to the sequels. Yes. Where there, there's like, yeah, like you like say, nothing exactly happened. The same. Nothing happened as far as the And why does the new order look exactly like the Empire? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I always thought it would have been interesting right. is it, is if it was like a relatively peaceful time and, you know, it's this new, then there's like a fringe group of like a new type of Sith. Like, maybe the new order is just a small group of like rebels themselves. They're like yeah. a terrorist group. New almost. radicals kind of and thing. And it's like this, it's kind of like, it's like the the story's flipped in a way, yeah, right. Like maybe that would that'd be far more interesting than just like the exact same story. Like, what did you guys do? 
for the past like 30 years. What have you guys been up to? Like, yeah. The resistance yeah. is still, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones in power at the time of the beginning of all of this. Why are they called the resistance? Mm-hmm. If they're like, so that's, what are they resisting? Kind of thinking, I, I don't know. I saw this um, article in Vanity Fair and it said how to watch the Star Wars movies in order. And he's got like a new, the, the different approaches and their pros and cons of each. I know we kind of touched up on this before. Um, oh yeah. Like, so like a variation of the machete order kind of thing. Well, there's obviously the release order, but then the downside that he says is that, you know, watching it in 1997 and then 1977 and then jumping back and forth is just like the jump in time between everything. And then it really is, makes it really obvious. Like this was filmed in the seventies and the late in the early eighties, this was filmed in the two thousands. Um, and then there's the chronological one, but then people, some people don't think that's good. But then at the same time, you lose like the twist of I'm Luke, I'm your father, but then machete order, which is, I've heard a few times, which is where you skip, um, you start watching the original trilogy, right? And then yeah. after empire, you go back and watch attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith. Right. Yeah. And then finish return of the Jedi and then go through everything else. Um, but he proposes this new one called the Ray order. And he says you start with the Force Awakens. Interesting, and hmm. bas- because her perspective of what the tr- the legends of the story is is like kind of just not as intense as say what we would know. Um, so you're kind of seeing it through her eyes. So that after you watch the Force Awakens, then you go watch Solo, then Rogue One, then A New Hope, then Empire Strikes Back, and then you go to the Phantom Menace and watch the prequel trilogy, and then go to Revenge of the Sith. Um, then the last Jedi and the Kenobi series and all the other shit. And like the last, one of the last things you watch is the rise of Skywalker. It's kind of interesting. Interesting. Okay. So it's like from like, uh, kind of the way she sees the story, like as she's touching on these different parts of the past, then you kind of go back. I guess it depends how, how you're watching it and who's watching it. Right. That's there's something to be said where if like, you're looking at through Ray's eyes, it's like when, when, um, was is it Finn? He's like, oh, he's got carrying a map to Luke Skywalker. She's like, Luke Skywalker, right? That'd be kind of like a cool moment if you don't really actually know who Luke Skywalker is. Yeah, if you're like yeah. watching Star Wars for the who's first Luke time, Skywalker? like who's Luke Skywalker. Also, though, it, but if you are watching it and like, even if people haven't watched Star Wars, I think it's a pretty like well known pretty- thing. Not everyone, but it's a pretty well known thing that Darth yeah. Vader is Luke's father. So for that yeah. case, I would actually argue to watch it chronologically um yeah because that scene won't have any power mm-hmm. if, you know what i mean but again social media or sorry not social media pop media pop culture has diluted that uh that big reveal so much to where it, yeah it, it was a meme before it was a meme like luke right. I, or sorry it doesn't even say luke i am your father but that's what everyone says it's just like no i am your father like every, you know you know he's a dad. Well, I, I yeah, and I think that's kind of taking that into account is that most people know something about Star Wars, even if they've never watched it. So if you take it through Ray's order, like view, like she just knows bits and pieces of the history. So that like when you know she meets Luke at the end of the Force Awakens, then you go back and find out more of the Skywalker saga. It's kind of interesting perspective. Okay, it's yeah, it somewhat. is. You know, I, yeah. that, that that's that's for that's this generation's gateway. I actually saw on a Facebook group. I'm sorry, I didn't put the person's name in here. But she did a uh, a cosplay re uh, a, a cosplay photo shoot at the same location. She was dressed as Ray, 
And she was like running through this forest the same way that Ray did in A Force Awakens. And she was went on and like, I don't know why I read this whole post. It was a big long, but I just couldn't help but read it. I was just interested in it. Um, but it was like, like Ray's seen on top and this other person on the bottom doing their pose. And like, they're both running. And this person went on to explain to say like, sorry for all the, you know, if, if you take this out of context, but I love the sequel trilogy. This was my gateway into it. My boyfriend made me watch the sequels first because like yeah. he was watching, he went into watch them and wanted me to be a part of it. And I had no, no clue as to what was going on, but I loved it. I got hooked immediately on, uh, loved the force mm-hmm. awakens, loved the last Jedi, loved uh, rise of Skywalker, I guess as well. So again, it's like a completely fresh unbiased view of this, mm-hmm. this franchise and this series. So, she, so she's fine. Like I get it. I get why people love star Wars, which is kind of funny because a lot of the people who, grew up loving Star Wars, did not love that what she experienced in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just kind of like a nice little fresh take on that. So that got me thinking, because uh, my nine-year-old son, I love him, but he doesn't love Star Wars. He doesn't like Star what? Wars. He knows almost nothing I, about Star Wars. Like he's he's, he's got like, like, he does not have any desire to participate in this whatsoever. So I think I'm, you need to get up more... That's not my son. I don't know who you are. Yeah, I'm no. just like, uh, I am not your father. <laughs> honest to gosh, but uh, but I, I but in reading that, that got me thinking because I always came from the mind frame. You got to watch the original trilogies first. This is like the source material. This is where it all came from. However, this new fresh perspective on things, I was kind of like, huh? Fuck me running. I guess we can do something like that. And, you know, I'll take it a step further. Maybe I'll even start with some of the Lego Star Wars specials that have been coming out. And there's a new one coming out soon, by the way. It looks kind of fun. It's like Star Wars on summer vacation, I guess. But uh... I saw that. (laughs) See, I I wouldn't mind, like, I'd almost want to do an experiment to see if someone watching it in in chronological order, if it would still make sense. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to kind of do that, like, brain gymnastics to think, like, okay... This takes place before this, but even though you know it was made after, so it was, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, there's a practice, you can suspend disbelief to a point, but then sometimes it's like, they didn't know this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm curious to see if you actually went into it, like, totally new and watched it from beginning to end, if the beats still make sense, if the story progresses in, a, like, a way that makes sense. Right? Yeah. I'd be, I'd be very curious, and I, I think if you were to do that, you, take I, that, sorry? I was gonna say, I bet you it works better than you think. Like, I think we can't help but watch it in the. Oh, way for that sure, we we're, we're already biased. We can't un. Uh, we can't unsee that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could so, tell. I I prefer it chronologically. I pretty much now when I do rewatch it, though, I watch it chronologically. Unless I just pick up and watch, say, like the original trilogy. But if I, a lot of times I will go back and I'll watch it chronologically. And uh, the, what you said just there, like you'll go back and watch it. I think if you were to watch it chronologically it would warrant like a rewatch to see it in a new lens mm-hmm. to see it. And, and that would be a different experience altogether as well, because you then have all of the information, you know, what's going on, you know who the father is. So it's mm-hmm. like a lot of that information that wasn't there initially would spark that like, huh? Oh, okay. Neat. Cool. That's fun. Um, uh, it, the second time around the second way, second pass through, but mm-hmm. yeah, very interesting though. Very interesting. Yeah. You uh, you also brought up a cool little thing, Ryan. 
Oh I'll, yeah, I'll drop it. So on I saw I saw an article on Variety, and there was a Star Wars fan that re-edited the Obi Wan Kenobi series into a two-hour movie to apparently fix its awkward pacing. Holy Santa Claus shit! Which I'm kind of intrigued with because I genuinely liked a lot of the character beats to the whole show. I liked a lot of the things that were revealed, but I will say, like, if I had a bit of a complaint, it's like I feel like they could have done more with six episodes. The, the story that they told over six episodes felt surprisingly like narrow. And I feel like when you're doing like big series, you can really do more in some ways. You can really expand on the lore or whatever. But I don't feel like we learned too much new or too much different. This could have been like almost like a single episode of something. Yeah. Like rescuing Leia, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I w- w- as soon as you mentioned that, I just started downloading it and uh, it is now downloaded fully so i will be Whoa. i will be watching this at some point um to see how it uh, how it flows how it goes but uh yeah that's uh, i i thought that was kind of a cute idea i mean it was just a matter of time yeah. there's fan edits for everything these days uh yeah. hopefully it doesn't get taken down <laughs> in in too much of a hurry but um but yeah it'd be it'd be neat to see need to see need to experience any yeah. your thoughts I don't know. Like I, you said it's two hours or two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, I think. Okay, I guess that could work. I just feel like knowing what we know from the series is that like too sparse. Like is that too cut down? Yeah, I don't know. But there's a lot of if you think about, it, there's a lot of repetition. Like there is. Got Leia, yeah. Let's get off here. Oh, now we're being chased by the Empire. Let's stop here. Okay, wait, now we have to go here again. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff that you could probably cut out. Probably more that you could cut out than you realize, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. So, I'd be curious to see it. I don't know. I can't say for sure it would be better because it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. But I'm curious. Yeah. It might Give be me another. Yeah. It could be interesting. But it, I kind of have to rewatch the series, kind of binge it, too. I think that's the other thing too. I have yet to watch it from beginning to end yet since we watched it like week to week. I watched most episodes twice in one day because <laughs> I'd watch oh, it at like six. Because totally. you, Andy, would watch it at like 6 a.m. Like, done. God damn it. <laughs> I guess I'm starting my work day late because I got to watch it now. Yeah. It's or the only time the time I have for my children. <laughs> <laughs> and then I make my wife watch it again with me that night. That's what I used to do. <laughs> actually Lindsay would be getting ready she's like what are you doing I'm like I'm watching Obi-Wan what again did you get ready for it? yeah and you already watched it so now I have to <laughs> <laughs> it's so for good. the podcast yeah. uh yes well uh uh yes that that I, I'm curious to see this film itself and speaking of films yeah. as well if we're if we're done with this this neat little topic okay. of yours Taika Waititi, yeah. I guess, has uh, hinted, hinted rather strongly, if not outright said, that production on his movie will begin in early 2023. So that oh, should... Natalie Portman. He wants to know if Natalie Portman wants to be in a Star Wars Oh, yes. Him. We put that in our in our Instagram. Uh, everyone's covered <laughs> that, that already. But that's a whoops-a-daisy. That's got to be a joke. There's no way he's never seen the prequels or knows anything about them and then knew that she was in it. There's no way. I mean, he maybe he's just messing with her. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you know what? She's so far removed from that, and she's done so much like different like shit that maybe it's just she's pretty yeah, young back maybe. then. Maybe he just didn't. He forgot that that was her. Like I don't know. 
Yeah, as like a Star Wars content <laughs> creator, essentially, that he has now become. Like, it's kind of like, oh, almost no if, way. He, if he hasn't been doing his homework, what are we in for? Oh. But I mean, <laughs> maybe that's the point, though. Did he is, direct any any episodes of Mando, or was he just in? Was uh, he just the voice of IG Eleven or whatever? I have a feeling he did direct an episode or two. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, whoever's faster on the keyboard, go for it. But uh, yeah, he was he was definitely the voice of the IG droid. Was it IG twenty two? Is that what it was? I don't remember his IG number anymore. Oh, damn it. IG, who's IG-11? IG-11, okay. IG-88 was like the classic one from the Empire Strikes Back. And whose head, by the way, speaking of like weird, obscure references, the head of IG-88 was a piece of the set of the Mos Eisley Cantina in A New Hope. His head oh. is the same, it's, it's the same thing. It was just like, he directed the, fr- the season uh, one finale. Oh, there you go. Then. Uh, yes. Mando. Okay. There you go. That was a great finale. It looked like huh. you were jerking something, Pat. When I was moving my hand in the air like that, shame. you're moving was, your hand up and down on the screen. It was like this. I was, I was, dire- I was conducting. I just didn't have my little conductor. Ah, stick. Yes. I was conducting my thoughts to make sense and flow eloquently. Oh, yes. Which they don't yes. do ever. So I thought maybe Ooh. doing a jerk-off motion in the air would help. <laughs> that was hot. Um, anyway, speaking of random facts, I, I got a few random facts here. Do you want some random right, facts? Spit them out. Spit them out. Spit okay, out. so I found this this one article. There's a lot. Now, it's, it's 25 amazing facts even Star Wars fans don't know. A lot of them we've covered before, so I'll skip over those ones in the in the interest of redundancy and time. Such as like the number one here is R two D two once spoke once spoke English and was kind of a jerk because he was initially written as like a used car salesman who's kind of a bit of an asshole, I guess. Um, yeah. Who like like three PO still responds to that same text, that same dialogue, but instead of like the, you know, hey, let's go this way, dipshit. It's now like. Like doing doing his whistles and beeps, and then C three PO is still responding in that same to that same dialogue. But anyways, right. we've already talked about that. Uh, too though, um, I don't the sorry. It it, that kind of made me think about too. Like I remember the first time I saw the behind the scenes of the original Shoji, and the fact that Peter Mayhew was just talking as Chewbacca, and that's literally what Hans, Harrison Ford is reacting to. Like you kind of the way you watch it, you kind of get the fact like it's a kind of like a sci- sci-fi trope where like. The person, the alien speaks a crazy language, but then the humans can just understand it, but don't speak it. And you just assume it's just like whatever gibberish and they just have to say certain lines of dialogue to respond to it. But I think I vividly remember when they're trying to go into like the trash smasher or whatever the hell it's called is like, like, I think Peter Mayhew was just like, but it smells. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't care what it smells like, get down there. But like, I just assumed like he was just reacting to like, you know, like how if your dog didn't want to go outside, you're like, I don't care if it's raining, go outside. (laughs) I do like that. Yeah. Those those behind the scenes would, especially when he's like on top of the Falcon yelling at him, like, we're supposed to be gone like 20 minutes ago. He's like, all right, (laughs) don't lose your temper. It's just amazing. It just makes it so much more. It makes it better. It does to know 100%. that he's actually saying something, and that's what Harrison Ford's actually reacting to, not just like <laughs> random gibberish sounds. And then here's the lines that Harrison has to say. I mean, it makes acting more believable when you're like authentically reacting to spoken dialogue yeah. as opposed to like 
like like it, like the telephone thing in TV shows where most like ninety percent of the time there's no one on the other line of that TV of, of that yeah telephone exactly right uh, handle so but anyways alas some of the other facts are uh, Luke Skywalker was initially going to be evil at the end of Return of the Jedi like we've talked about that before where oh. he was going to put on Vader's helmet and says like now I am Vader or now I am the Vader something like that. <laughs> It, it's like it would have been an absolute. I am the master. Fuck Vader. wild. I'm the masturbator. <laughs> you know how funny that would look, though. Too like the helmet would just look so big and bulky, it's so floppy. It's like if you don't wear the full Vader suit and you just put the hel- like the helmet, you look like a total goof. You like, look it just like doesn't Rick look Moranis look right. from Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've been jammed. Uh, oh yeah. I gotta rewatch that movie. Right? Okay, fact number three: Yoda was almost a monkey. I think we knew that as well, but uh, our our boy. See, I Nick, didn't know that. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. That no. Oh my god! There's like there's pictures out there. I'll see if I can find them and put them on our Instagram, um, of them trying to put this this weird outfit, and it does not look like the Yoda we know and love. It's like this weird giant nosed, like troll looking thing, but the monkey kept ripping the mask off, and so <laughs> terrifying. They instead got uh uh. Nick Maley and his team. Well, not, it's not Nick's team, but you know, all them to to do the puppet thing instead, and then put uh, what is his name? Deep. Um, oh shoot, Deep What's Roy. The, Deep Roy. The, uh, Deep Roy. He's from. Uh, he's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory too, right? Yeah, he was. Yep. Yep. And the new one, anyways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, maybe yeah, the yeah. old ones. Well, I don't know, but the uh, he, he's the only one in the new ones. The only Oopaloopa. But anyways. Uh, number four, Carrie Fisher slapped Oscar Isaac more than 40 times on the first day of shooting. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I guess that's... Why? Uh, yeah, I guess it was a difficult one to get high. right. This is what uh, Isaac was revealing. <laughs> yeah, she was stoned to the bone. Oh, no. Guys, too soon. That's our prince of... <laughs> uh, so it was on an episode of... Uh, uh, in an inter- oh, Sorry, in an interview with Stephen Colbert that it was just a hard scene to get right and kept getting slapped around. Uh, this this is the best one that I found in the early list so far. That okay. Wh- when do you guys uh, think Boba Fett's first appearance was? Mm, I think it was a parade or something. Yep, it was. Oh, you fucking dick! You knew it. Oh, was it? Yeah. So it wasn't even <laughs> it, like it was people... some sort of. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I don't know the exact. I just remember it was like a parade, and he was like, "Was he still all white at that point too?" Uh he might have been. Maybe. I okay. don't know. Um, so uh, most people think that it was the, the holiday special, or even it could have been Empire Strikes Back that his first appearance was, but uh, he first really kind of became cool and memorable, I guess you could say, or widespread in the 1978 Star Wars holiday special. Go back and listen to our inter- uh, interview with Bruce Valanche, if you haven't already, for more tidbits about that gold nugget. Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. It's me, Brucey. Uh, and uh, so, anyways, he was first. Didn't he and Carrie Fisher snort the sweet and low? Isn't that the joke? That's, that, that's what he said. He did say that that that's what everyone figured they were doing instead of writing mm. a quality piece of work. But uh, alas, anywho, um, the the first time anyone set eyes on Boba Fett was on September twenty fourth, nineteen seventy eight, during the San Anselmo. Tree Fair Parade, <laughs> Tree Fair Parade in California. 
so the townspeople were like, just like, who, who the shit is this guy? And then, you know, he was just like uh, Vader's like bodyguard or something, right? Like, I think so. Yeah. He's just walking with Vader. Alongside was, him. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think I saw that. Was it becoming Boba Fett? Oh, you know what it was? It was that um, Boba Fett little mini documentary they did before the series came out that was on Disney Plus. That's where I saw that. Okay, there you go then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, behind them helmet or something. I that was oh cool. yeah, shit! I haven't even watched that yet. I'm a terrible Star Wars podcaster. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I thought that was that that was kind of cool. That one kind of caught me off guard. Uh, number six, uh, we know this. Samuel L. Jackson had his lightsaber engraved with a bad word. Uh, of course, that bad word being bad motherfucker. Um, number seven, the original Darth Vader was banned for all Star Wars events. We knew this as well with David Prowse. Uh, isn't among George Lucas's favorite people. Uh, so, I guess, pr- <laughs> bless you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Prowse said yep. he was told that I've burnt too many bridges between Lucasfilm and myself and no other reason given. And Lucas declined to elaborate, but rumors abound about the rift, with many believing that Prowse was a bit too vocal about his displeasure in learning that another ask- actor, Sebastian Shaw, would be used for the Vader unmasking scene. I mean, I'm kind of with him on that. You played. I'm pretty sure character. they filmed it. They did film him. They did. He did his scene. He filmed the scene with Mark Hamill and the helmet off. Oh, really? And they went and reached. I'm almost positive there was a documentary a while back about that whole thing and about them trying to recreate the scene with him. Um, and, but the, yeah, it was kind of sad. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Cause he, at the time his health had gone down quite a bit and you know, but yeah. Yeah. Shoot. That'd be That's disappointing. Interesting. But yeah. Uh, another one. Okay. I'll skip, I'll skip through some of these facts here that are kind of not so great. Uh, I think we touched on this as well, though, but the first Star Wars almost caused an actual war. Uh, Lucas, really? uh, Yeah, in Tunisia, when they're filming on set there. Um, Tun- uh, so Tunisia shares a border with Libya, which at the time was ruled by dictator uh, Muammar Gaddafi. And reported uh, oh. reportedly, the Tunisian government received threats from Gaddafi, warning that a conflict was inevitable if they didn't remove a military vehicle from the Libyan border. The military vehicle, in quotes, was in, uh, that was in question was actually a Jawa sand crawler. So Lucas agreed to move the prop because, uh, right? It kind of looks like a big, massive yeah, machine of war. Yeah, it's a big-ass thing. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, how big it was, who knows? And I think they only had, like, the tank treads. I don't even think they built the full thing for it, did they? I thought they only had, like, the tank treads. I don't like yeah, I think part. it was like a model and then maybe some matte painting that they did. Yeah, but I think you're mm-hmm. right. I think it was just because I think that's the only thing you really see them interact with full scale, right? Is yeah. The treads, right? And yeah. same with they're buying the, the the droids. And when Obi-Wan, yeah, that, that probably makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of cute. So another uh, new fact, uh, Chewbacca had to be protected from bear hunters. So while they were filming uh, Return <laughs> of the Jedi in Northern California... <laughs> Uh, he had to be like just swarmed with people in orange vests, <laughs> so that Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew did, so that he wouldn't get sniped by some uh, some bear hunters, or even better, Bigfoot hunters, because that was like a common oh, spot course. for Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot hunters to be uh, <laughs> stalking the mythological beast um, in the Pacific Northwest. There, so it's uh, yeah, I, I could just see like 
that so many shots being ruined by some asshole in an orange vest that just wasn't getting out of the way fast enough. Uh, but alas, that is really funny. I just picture him walking around in like like a hunting vest and I, like a like a hunting cat like a cat on. <laughs> I mean, you got to, right? Like, like, could you imagine the anxiety of filming that? Like, now, just you just got to move around with your big blaster gun and just be aware. You think you, you think en- enough of the the force would be like cornered off anyways for them to film, right? Like, unless they were just filming some scenes with just him, or like, I don't know. You think so? And and maybe I, someone... I guess it's a massive force, so maybe they just couldn't do that. I mean, they just couldn't like. Wonder if they had hunters walking through their set a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Ooh. But yeah, who knows? I mean, it's it's America. Any of our American friends yeah. let us know what what you know the possibility or probability is that, that something an accident like that could happen. I mean it happened to George W. Bush's uh buddy there, what was his name? The guy who got shot? Dick Cheney did the shooting, I think, yeah. but yeah, that was all very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the politics out of it. Uh, number 13 yeah. here, uh, NSYNC was originally in Attack of the Clones. I so, hear that. Because uh, it was George Lucas's kid. Yeah. And then and there was such a hubbub that got cut out, I thought. Yeah, I think there was a little bit. Uh, uh, but I don't, I don't know. Um, oh, they. So, okay, here it is. Lance Bass and Justin Timberlake opted to pass on the opportunity, but the rest of the band agreed to be suited up as Jedi Knights. They even took part in the actual battle, fighting droids in the climactic Geonosis. Joey Fatone remembered that the only direction they were given was, pretend like you're fighting droids. Sadly, we'll never know if they were convincing as Jedi. The scenes were cut from the final edit. That'd be, that'd be a cool YouTube surface to see those guys like... I mean, I, I wasn't like a huge yeah. fan of NSYNC by any means, but they were very, no. very relevant at that time. Um, so to like see them, I think that just would have been like, ha neat. But alas. Yeah. I, th- I think I heard that basically one of the most common points of direction that Lucas would give in movies is like, just say it faster. <laughs> <laughs> say it faster, more intensity. Go. What? <laughs> like, Sorry, George. I have pizza rolls yeah. in my mouth. Sorry. Number seventeen. Chewbacca's voice is a mixture of badger, lion, seal, and walrus. So when a Wookiee growls, okay. it sounds something like, like both familiar and utterly unique. And uh, that is from uh, sound designer Brent. Uh, sorry, Ben Burt. Uh, who did like a shit ton of the sound editing. I think even in the sequel, tr- or, sorry, prequel trilogy as well. Um, okay. He kind of came up with a lot of that. So it was just kind of a neat little mix up there. Uh, moving, scrolling right down here. I think we know this as well. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's communicator is actually a lady's razor. So mm-hmm. the, oh, yeah. the communicator yep. you see in uh, Phantom Menace, if you look very closely at it, it is actually a uh, a lady's razor. It's like a Gillette. It used to be like purple or something. It was like purple and pink, I think. Yes, yes, Gillette. You're right. Uh, Gillette window. Ladies Sensor Excel is what it's called. Yeah. Sorry, there were. It wasn't the Perfect. literal razor. It was a resin cast of it. But oh, that's not exciting. I know. Sorry, I just read that part just now. Uh, moving right along here. I'm not doing all 25 again, as I said. Um, 
So Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford partied with Monty Python and Rolling Stones while filming The Empire Strikes Back. Holy shit. Could you imagine that party? That, that's, that would be a hell of a party. That would fucking rule. Oh, my God. The stories that would come out of that. I want to hear just like a fly on the walls account of what happened at it. Like, like a hangover-esque version of what happened that night. Or, or no, sorry, not hangover. I would even call it like a, um, a dazed and confused version of that story yeah, it's like just like one night following all of these random people's storylines not by random people i mean that, like, w- that like, seems like that would be like actually a cool movie like not even like an actual movie you know there's often movies that are like one night like behind the scenes of like making of another movie like oh this one time all these people were in one place together yeah that'd be cool. oh my god we should get writing shit that'd be amazing um so they, so Fisher rented a London townhouse for Monty Python member Eric Idle, where she stayed while filming The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, she wrote in an essay for Newsweek in 1999. Uh, so one day, one night, Idle visited after returning from Tunisia, where he and the other Python members had filmed Life of Brian, another great fucking movie. Uh, he brought this drink <laughs> uh, that he said they'd given extras so they'd work longer, Fisher wrote. I called it Tunisian Table Cleaner. Harrison Ford stopped by, as did the Rolling Stones, who were recording down the block. We had a really early call the following morning, but you have to measure the fun, Fisher explained. Rolling Stones or early call? And we decided on both. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, she was such a princess. Oh my God, I love this. You gotta girl. love the 70s, man. Oh my God. After partying all night with the Stones, Ford and Fisher arrived for the early morning shoot without any sleep. The first scene of the day? The Cloud City meeting with Lando. It was their first meeting with Billy D. Williams, and you'll notice in the film both Han and Leia are all smiles. Well, who wouldn't be after an all-nighter with the Stones? Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking cool. That'd be a great story. Like finishing through with like uh fucking Oh, what's Millie Bobby Brown and Aaron Aldrich filming these scenes yeah. in with uh uh Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. They should, that was, do this. They should make this movie. They like, should make this amazing. movie. Holy shit. I want to I'm, see I'm, I've been waiting for, like, because Hollywood just loves to make movies about making movies. Like, they made a movie about, like, the making of Citizen Kane or whatever. Like Yeah, Man on the Moon um, with Jim Carrey as well. Yeah, like, like I'm waiting. Like, even when I watched the Elvis movie a few weeks back, and, like, I'm like, ah, like, I feel like there's, I'm waiting for that movie that's, like, going to be about the making of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like who's gonna play George Lucas? Who's gonna be like? That's gonna be the big Oscar bait movie. It's like oh, Zach Galifianakis is totally gonna play George Lucas. Ah, George Lucas was wicked. Yeah. Like, they, oh, sorry, skinny. I don't, I don't want to shame anybody. Yeah, yeah I don't want to shame anybody. Not. But and Zach Galifianakis, I think, has cut like a lot of lbs based on mm-hmm. what I've seen. But like, ah, maybe he might be. But I, I don't. I think he's a little bit too old now. He might do it if it's like fast forward yeah. to like the. Um, the filming of the prequels. I think Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. would be a great fit for that, but like a younger one like that, I don't know. I don't know. But who could who could play a young George Lucas? Oh fucking! Um, I know. Um, buddy from Dune, the young guy, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Tim- I was just thinking that, and that's really weird because I'm like, that would be like he's like such an up and coming actor. Would it be like? That would be kind of a, an amazing role for him because George is such a nerdy dude. Oh, my like, God. 
this next big heartthrob. But, but he's got like kind of a pointy face, like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. If he puts on like the glass, if Timothy Chalamet puts on the glasses and grows the beard, oh, buddy, yeah. we got ourselves an Oscar. <laughs> All right, let's get writing. <laughs> Follow us on the next I podcast. Wanna... Writing, writing for Oscars. Really <laughs> I have this idea for this movie, and I got lasers for it. Oh shit! I love it. Yeah, he's gotta just talk like this a little bit, but you know that's okay. We'll get that. <laughs> um, okay, so number well, twenty-three. Interesting. Boba Fett's face was revealed in Empire Strikes Back. Really? Go on. Was that just in the script, or is there an actual scene where he takes his helmet off? I haven't read this far yet. Okay, so uh, <laughs> pretty much every kid who saw Empire in the theaters had the same thought. I wonder what Boba Fett looks like under that mask. I bet you it's Tamura Morrison. I added that last part. Uh, well, not to blow your minds, but his real mug is in the movie. He was right there in clear sight, sans the mask, and nobody realized. Oh, fuck's sakes, I knew this. So Jeremy Bullock uh, plays Boba Fett. Explained in a 2000 interview, one day I was sitting around in the Boba Fett outfit and I was asked if I would mind playing this Imperial officer because there's nobody to play the part. Mm. So he plays one of the guys who's pushing the, um, or he's in Cloud City as well. Mm. So in Cloud City where Princess Leia says, Luke, it's a trap. He's the one who drags Leia away. Oh, I see. I think I did know that. That's not that. That's not, that's that's, not that interesting. That's a clickbait fact right there but anyways that, that wasn't Boba Fett's face that was whatever yeah that's a whatever that's that's the actor who played Boba Fett's face assholes yeah um, <laughs> anyways it's not the same uh, uh, fact number 24 here we did know this but hey listen back to episode 2 I think of Good Morning Alderaan 2 or 3 where we meet that Yoda guy uh, where we get a lot of this information um, Yoda's oh, no Yoda's original name was Buffy he had a couple of original names here. Most Ninja. Star Wars, yeah. Here we go. Most Star Wars fanatics already know that Yoda's full name, at least in the original script, was Minch Yoda, before being shortened to something that just rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. But here's a fact that may surprise you: in the very, very early writing stages of Empire Strikes Back, Yoda's original name was brace yourself, Buffy. Yes, Buffy, a name we usually associate with an awesome teenage vampire slayer. The world would have been very different if uh, Yoda had somehow been given the, this very un-Yoda-like name. And last but not least, number 25, there's a small South Pacific island that accepts Star Wars coins as legal tender. The small Polynesian island of uh, Niue, N-I-U-E, 1,500 miles off the coast of New Zealand, might not be a galaxy far, far away, but according to Los Angeles Times, it's the only place on this planet where you can pay for goods and services using collectible coins featuring Luke Skywalker, C-3PO, and other Star Wars characters. The coins they accept, however, are not just any old Star Wars coinage. They have to come from the New Zealand Mint, and they all include a portrait of Queen Elizabeth II on the flip side. Also, each coin is sold for around $20, but they only have a face value of 80 cents. So if you actually use Star Wars coins to buy anything, you're a bigger sucker than Lando making a deal with Darth Vader. So is that just like the New Zealand government just like mint, like releasing like commemorative Star Wars coins? Like how in Canada, like you go to the post office and you can get like randoms, like coins or whatever that is legal tender? I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. 
I, I mean, that's they, it's kind of chintzy, but like eighty cents to the twenty dollars. <laughs> so I, I was weirdly thinking it had like it was like money that was from the set or something, or like from like Disney World or like some, yeah. or it came with some toy. Like it was like like those coins, it's plastic go there. that came with yeah, you know, the Luke Skywalker and the Stormtrooper Stormtrooper outfit where you could take his helmet off. Hmm. Alas, anywho, there is some random facts. Well, Those were very random. They were very <laughs> fucking random. Uh, all right. Well, um, you guys got anything else? Any more random facts? <laughs> I got. To, I'm in a lull. I'm in a lull without Obi Wan. I. You need I, a bump. My life has. You need a bump. My Star Wars life <laughs> has not had much meaning. So much so that I had to spend like forty plus dollars on this hat. <laughs> <laughs> so the hat that Andy's wearing, is... I've not posted it yet. I threatened him that I would, and he said, "Don't threaten me with a good time." And then uh, gave me the finger. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll send a better picture. I look kind of like a crazy person. Yeah, take. Photo I sent you. Yeah, there's too many. I mean, there's too good. much clothes on in that picture you took previously. So mm-hmm. we gotta get just the hat. I want. I want to. I want to photograph you, Jack, wearing this, wearing only this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, be my rose. Uh, so yes, we'll show you Andy's hat. You have to. Uh, the the only trick, the only caveat is, you have to subscribe to our Instagram channel at Good Morning Alderon to get the goods. Let's see how many subscribers I get. How many? How many? Like how many? Like how he does a selfie in the bathroom, and then it's just like it looks normal in the selfie, but then you see in the mirror, it's like he's like poo bear in it or something. <laughs> he's got just his bum hanging out <laughs> with a tattoo of like Padme on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if only, like if only. Obi Wan on one cheek and then Anakin at the bottom of the other cheek, like out of the high ground. <laughs> uh, they're they're. You guys are rude. <laughs> yeah, my mom Hello listens there. to this podcast. <laughs> She's our only girl. subscriber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> alas, anywho. Um, yeah, thank you again so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, like, like as Andy said. There's there's a lack of Star Wars content these days, and there's also a lack of like the podcasts that I've been listening to recently. So I've been struggling on what to listen to on the way to work, mm. and I've not really invested in any good audiobooks lately. And a lot of podcasts I try are very hard to get into. So I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who actually like listens to us and subscribes and yeah. tunes in. Like like I am so appreciative of that, especially if you made it this far. Uh, you know, drop us a DM, let us know where you're from and that you're listening and just say, Hey, you know, I I love star Wars. Let's talk about it. And I am more than willing to engage in that conversation. Uh, and again, if there's any other random facts, uh, that you know about, that would be amazing. Uh, so please feel free, drop us a line at good morning, Alderaan on Instagram. Uh, it's the best way to reach us. Leave us a, 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 if you don't mind, a quick little rating or a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Or sorry, any podcast, your podcatcher of choice. Um, that's it for me. You guys got anything else? No, I'm good. That's it. All right, baby. Well, uh, on behalf of my Goodbye very handsome there. co-hosts, Andy and Ryan, just want to say thanks for <laughs> listening. And hey. Always be a Jedi in the streets. And a Sith in the sheets. Whoa, that sounded like you're lacking something. Maybe it's maybe it's lack of Obi Wan Kenobi. That was a very good emotion you just conveyed right there. Anyways, good night, everybody. I'm apathetic.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you got me.